Hey everyone, welcome to this week's sermon podcast of B Church. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermons for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. I thank the Lord for them. All right, we're going to get right to the word. We want to make room for altar time. We want to pray over this church and we want to see the next dimension of the glory. Say amen. I'm going to ask you to go with me, if you would, to the book of Acts, chapter number one, chapter number two. I'm going to start reading at verse number one, Acts chapter two. And the theme of this conference for the weekend, again, we are in uh, partnership with, again, B Church to bring you Raising the Altar. Somebody say, Raise the Altar. And let me clarify, I know it's been such a full week. One of the visions of raising the altar is to go city to city, state to state, nation to nation, and raise up altars, raise up altars of living stones. Somebody say, I am, wave your hand, say, I am a living stone. One more time, say, I am a living stone. To bring living stones together to see the fire of God fall in that city, in that church, in that region, and turn that place back to God. Altars are places of encounter. Again, I'm the senior pastor. Those that do not know me and have not met you, I've been here multiple times. So grateful to be friends and in covenant with uh, your pastors and the leader. I'm asking you also to give the Lord a hand clap for Apostle Phil Vermillion in his absence. He's out preaching right now. He's covering this church. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap for Apostle. It's my covenant brother. Amen. My church London is represented here. And uh, we are building uh, in the nations. And we are asking that God would raise up altars to turn those nations back to God. Yeah. Let me make it very clear. There is no hope for our generation if the glory doesn't come. The people in charge do not know correctly what they are doing to destroy our generation. This is not just a South African problem. Corruption is in every nation. I said corruption. Here is what Romans 8.21 says. Because the creature itself shall be delivered. Say shall be delivered. From the bondage of corruption. Now the word corruption is perverted power. Perverted authority. It's, it's bribery. And we have that in the states of, the, of, of America. We have that in, in the country of America. We have that in South Africa. Say, help us, Lord. And we have that in UK. Every nation I go to, I find the same problem. The people running the nation are corrupted. And they're using their authority to bring the people into bondage. Slavery. And the only answer for slavery is the glory of God. He said, I'm going to bring a solution. Romans 8.21 says, and I'm going to cause everything created to be set free from bondage and corruption and released into the glorious freedom of the sons and daughters of God. Look at somebody say, glory is the answer. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, glory is the answer. Uh, it's dark out there, but the glory is going to come in here. 
I said it's dark out there but revival is going to happen in here I said the, the earth is getting darker but the glory of the Lord shall be seen on this earth if you believe that give God the greatest hand clap you can shout hallelujah and so the man came from 1 Kings 18.30 where the nation of Israel is backslidden. There has not been rain for three and a half years. The reason the rain has stopped, there is famine and pestilence and there is lack. People are dying of starvation in an agricultural system. They don't have reservoirs like we do. So there is a great famine in the land because Ahab the king has allowed Jezebel to raise up her altars and torn down the altars of Jehovah. This is not Old Testament concept. The, the concept of altars is actually New Testament. I need you to look at you and say, in Jesus' name, you're here because God put his son on the ultimate altar. Galgotha was the ultimate altar. And a lamb was put on that altar, which was sinless. And he took your place so that we could have life. Say amen. Say amen. The power of an altar changes nations. The power of an altar changes realms. The power, and when you build up an altar, they took 12 stones. And according to those stones, they built them after the tribe of Israel. 12 stones. And he built them in the name of the Lord. He put wood. He put it in order. And then the fire of God fell. I need you to look at somebody and say, get ready for the fire. Come on, look at him and say, get ready for the wind. We're going to do some teaching and preaching. But say, look at him and say, in the name of Jesus, when the wind blows, the fire falls. Come on, look at somebody and say, when the wind blows, the fire falls. And when the fire falls, the nation turns back to God in one moment. If you read it, oh, all of the people begin to run to an altar and call upon the name of the Lord. Lean on your neighbor say, your house is going to be saved. Come on, push your neighbor say, your children are going to be saved. Your marriage is going to be put back together. Your, 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 refer, your, your children are going to call on Jesus and not only be saved, they're going to preach the gospel. Because I declare you and your house shall be saved. If you believe it, shout amen. So we have been mandated over the last, this will be our second year, to go city to city, nation to nation, and raise up altars. I'm a senior pastor of a local church, also move as an evangelist prophetically, and it's not like I don't have a lot to do, say amen. But the Lord told me, be faithful to this every month, go somewhere, and raise an altar. We've been in London. We're going back to London next month with Apostle Phil, Florida. We've had different, in different states of the United States, California, God is moving. But I want to tell you, we're so privileged to be here. So if you're grateful for that, I'm going to ask you to give the Lord one more good hand clap as we get to the word. Amen. So we believe something significant has been deposited this weekend. That there's already something here, say amen. But one of our jobs is to add fire and wood to the altar. Because if you're going to create a fire, you need something that is flammable. 
and your sacrifice will create a fire I said your prayers create a fire I said your fasting creates a fire let's read this let's read Acts chapter 2 1 through 3 we're gonna read that Acts chapter 2 1 through 3 the Bible says and when the day of Pentecost fully came say fully came one more time say fully came and when the day of Pentecost fully came they were in one accord some say one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind somebody say a rushing come on say a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were seating and there appeared to them cloven tongues of fire and it sat upon each of them now I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes and lift your hands a minute close your eyes lift your hands Lord as we go into your word I ask you to give us understanding pray a minute if you can I pray every division would be broken every heart and heart would be softened to the presence of God I ask you to anoint my lips of clay come on help me pray intercessors if you can pray for about 90 seconds lift your voice I ask you right now in the name of Jesus for the anointing that makes preaching easy and thy word a sweet delight. I pray that you would increase and that I would decrease. That men would hear your word and your word alone. I pray you would take a coal off the altar and touch my lips of clay. That I would speak as the oracle of God the mysteries of heaven. I pray now that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would fall on the eyes of our understanding. I ask you for burden removing yoke destroying power to hit your people. Let an anointing that is supernatural begin to flow. That over the next few minutes you would get glory and honor through every word spoken. I pray that you would increase, that I would decrease, that men would hear your word and your word alone. I pray that your favor and your power would be seen and that the goodness of God would manifest in the land of the living. Speak to your people, open up ears to hear and hearts to discern and manifest revelation. Now I ask you for miracles and signs and wonders to accompany the priest and teaching of your word and I will be sure to give you all of the glory all of the honor now let your hand flow I pray this now this ground is holy ground angels surround this place I declare every I need you one more minute to pray every demonic force you are illegal pray now every spirit of witchcraft your assignment is broken I interfere and I interrupt the contract of the enemy and I bind every encanter, every diviner, every spirit, every warlock. I decree that every spell and every magic is broken over B Church. For God is moving in this house. And every force that is not of you must bow to the name of Jesus. I pray burden removing, yoke destroying power. I invite the angels to minister alongside of us. That as you are lifted up, let man see you and not us. I ask you for the glory of God to be seen in the land of the living. Speak to us now and we will give you all of the praise in Jesus name. Somebody shout amen. Come on, give God a great, great hand clap. Amen. Acts chapter 2 verse number 1 and the Bible says and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. I need you to repeat this after me. Say Lord the day of the Lord. The day of Jubilee is here. Look at somebody say Jubilee. Come on push them say Jubilee. I declare your Jubilee is here. 
I said, I declare your jubilee is here. I declare that God is about to free you from debts, spiritual debts, emotional debts, mental debts, generational debts are coming off of you and you are going to see God cause freedom in your generation. See, the word Pentecost is the word 50. There were three feasts in the uh, primarily celebrated multiple three but three pi primary feasts that were celebrated in the jewish custom repeat after me say passover pentecost and tabernacle now we know jesus is our passover lamb passover started when god got ready to free his people from the slave system of egypt i need you to repeat after me saying the name of jesus god is about to free his people all over South Africa. Lift your hands say in the name of Jesus. God is gonna free your people all over the continent of Africa. God is gonna send revival. And I hear the Lord saying, the Lord says to the spirit of oppression, the spirit of slavery, let my people go that they may worship me, that they may serve me, that they may walk with me. Every spirit of oppression is being broken. For 430 years, they are in slavery. They grow up in a system that is pagan. Now they begin to adopt these cultures. They begin to worship foreign gods. They begin to mix. And now they begin to put certain ornaments on their door that symbolizes the Egyptian culture. And this is why God told Moses, tell them to put the blood on the door. Come on, push your neighbor, say, neighbor, there's no ghost allowed in my house but the Holy Ghost there is blood on the door there is miracles on the door there is healing on the door there is breakthrough on the door I prophesy that everyone in your family is gonna call on the name of the Lord Apostle they're gonna prophesy they're gonna heal they're gonna move that that name above every name is on the door of your house Apostle ten plagues begin to come the plagues were not designed for the people of God. They were designed for the gods of Egypt. Exodus 12 verse 12 says God decided to judge the gods of Egypt, not the people. God wasn't mad at people. God was about to judge the gods of Egypt. Lift your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, God is about to judge the witch. Say amen. Uh, in the name of Jesus, God is about to judge the spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of Leviathan, the spirit of racism, the spirit of poverty, the spirit of gender confusion, the spirit that has robbed you and kept your family divided, the spirit of infirmity. God is going to judge that thing and set the people of God free. These plagues were actually God fighting for Israel. The Bible says the last plague was that God would take the first. Let me remind you, the people of God are God's people because we give God the first. I got two that's right. You're not God's unless you learn to give him first get quiet all you want to look at your neighbor's neighbor 
seek first uh, the kingdom of God uh, and all of his righteousness. God, love the Lord with all of your heart, uh, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. Uh, oh, you shall have no other God before me. Uh, not television, uh, not sports, not, 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 te- not, not Netflix. Uh, you put me first. God is first and second to none. I said God is first and second. He won't take your seconds. You cannot give God leftovers. You don't have to like it. You come to the altar. We come, pastor. And the Bible says that Abel brought the first. The first thing Abel did, he brought the best and the first to the altar. Cain, in the process of time, brought what he could when he could. Look, at said, neighbor. I'm a part of the family of God because I seek the kingdom first. I love my children, but I put God first. I love my wife, but I put God first. Oh, I love my grand, I love grandbabies, but my, my God is first. I put him first above everything. And because they put God first. So the last plague was God took the first. Whatever is not, whatever is first is not ours. He said, I need you to put blood on the door. I need you to slaughter a lamb. I need you to eat the lamb. Push it and say, eat that lamb. Come on, wake up. Come on, wake him up a little bit. Say, eat that lamb. You got to eat his hooves so you can walk like him. The instruction was eat the whole lamb. Pastor, the Lord said, eat the whole lamb. We just want to eat the lamb chops. We want the good parts. We, we want the Bible verses we like, and we want to white out the ones we don't like, Pastor. But I want to tell you, you got to eat the whole lamb. You got to eat the eyes so you can see like him. You got to eat his feet so you can walk like him. You got to eat his heart so you can feel like him. You got to eat his, his intestines so you can process like him. You got to eat his tongue so you can talk like him. I want the whole lamb. Give me the part that don't taste good. Give me the part that hurts. Circumcise me. Let me die so he can rise. I want all of the lamb. I don't want the good part. Give me all of the lamb and let everything that hadn't been eaten, let it be burned by fire before the morning comes. Why? Because God is about to free the people of God from the Egyptian system. If you believe it, shout amen. Passover. Just so happens your Savior was crucified on Passover the Lamb of God the exact day ordained thousands of years later 50 days from the cross 50 Pentecost means 50 push it up say 50 I need you to lean on somebody say 50 means jubilee now every 50 years the trumpet would blow and see Debt now is different than debt then. I need you to lean on it and say, in Jesus' name, that trumpet's going to blow and the debts are going to be canceled. Say amen. Somebody say amen. I prophesy some of you are going to have your debts canceled even in the natural. I see school loans being canceled. I see mistakes you made years ago. The enemy's trying to hold on you. Somebody say, in the name of Jesus cancel that dead in the name by the power of the blood of the lamb but here is the difference with their jubilee see if we cannot pay they put a mark on your credit don't know how 
it is here. Is that the same year? They have credit reports. They have credit reports here. What are the names of those reports? They got Experian. Same. So they're all over the world. Keeping us bound. We bind that credit report in Jesus. Some of us say God's going to give you a fresh start. But he's going to give you a fresh start when we learn how to manage money, how to manage wealth. So God's going to free you, not to you to get back into debt. Say amen. Some of you need to cancel some of your credit cards. I don't know who that's for. You cannot spend more than you make. No matter how much you make, you can make a million dollars a year. And if you spend 1.5 million a year, you are impoverished. It is about the management. Somebody say wealth is coming to my hands. I'm going to steward what's in my hands. Because if I'm faithful over little, God will make me ruler over the much. I'm going to be faithful with a couple hundred because the thousands are coming. I'm going to be faithful with the thousands because the tens of thousands are coming. I'm going to be faithful with the tens of thousands because the millions are coming. So I can feed the hungry and clothe the naked and build the orphanage and be a kingdom financer and build a church for B church. Build the church for eternal praise. Build the church for CLCC. Build the church for the kingdom of God. So we get on a list. That's all. People won't lend you anything. But in that day, they took your children. You could not pay. They would take your babies as slaves and they would leave them out of your house. So this debt is more than money. If you're in, say, in the name of Jesus, the creditors are after my babies but they cannot have them in Jesus name lift your hands say the creditors cannot have my children the debts against my house has been paid for by the blood of Jesus so I declare the trumpet is going to blow and the debts are going to be cancelled and your children are coming home I said your children are coming back to the altar I said your family is going to be saved your nephew is going to be saved your uncle is going to be saved your aunt is going to be saved when the trumpet blows the, the slate is clean. And children come home. Your pastor taught an economic reset. God's going to set economy right. God's going to begin to release resources so you do what you were created for. When you do what you were created for, you no longer work for money. Money works for you. You see, there's a gift in us. And when you find what you're gifted in, you have no rivals. When you do what God created you to do, money will find you. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before kings. All right, let me, let me say it very quickly. I'm going to give you a name and I'm going to ask you to tell me what, what gift and what thing is associated with that name. It's called mastery. The church is a jack of all trades and usually a master of none. Usually we do a lot of things okay, but God, none one we're doing a lot of good things, say amen. But God wants you to master one thing. Say one thing I've desired, say one thing. There's one thing, all right? I'm gonna give you a name, I'm gonna tell you to tell me what that name is tied to, all right? Tiger Woods. Say what? You can't, the devil's getting mad. I said, you can't cancel Tiger Woods. They tried. He, he went crazy a couple years ago. 
he got caught with dozens of women and he his name is so great that even when they tried to fire him you can't fire the gift i don't believe in his character he needs to call on jesus but when you master something a name will be given you and the lord said i will make your name greater if you make my name greater i will make your name great how about another name michael jordan come on see we're in another nation I can't I don't think I can tell you one sports person in South Africa I can't tell you one say help us Lord somebody give me a hint I don't know but I can't tell you one name but there are certain names that transcends nations certain names but Jesus has a name above every name and you have a gift and you have an anointing and you have a calling and you have a destiny and you have something in you that no one can compete with when you walk in your gift your gift will make room for you and bring you before kings say amen say jubilee the day of Jubilee came and they were with one accord, say one accord, in one place. Homothum made on same mind, same sound, same passion. Repeat after me, say this church is about to have one passion to see the kingdom of God come. Say one accord, one passion. The word accord is not just one agreement, it's one heart, one intention. You know, neighbor, say in Jesus' name, this church is going to see glory. Come on, push them real good. Say in the name of Jesus, the sick will be healed in this tent the dead will be raised in this tent blinded eyes will open i see walls full of uh, full of uh, wheelchairs and stretchers uh, and crutches god is going to release revival in beaches and if you don't like it nothing you can do about it you either get on board it's going to roll you over revival is coming to be church miracles are coming to be church breakthrough is coming to be this isn't the only campus you're going to have you're going to have multiple locations and one will be for finance and one will be for healing and one will be for deliverance i see multiple places and every place a different grace will be on that house for the house of god one passion And the word place is not location, it is the word autos, which means identity, one identity, one nature, one spirit. Apostle, the Bible says, if I can find two or three gathered in my authority, name, in my nature, name, in my character. See, we can come to church and never step into the name. Yeah. Lean on anybody, say neighbor. Come on, push them, say neighbor. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. 
the righteous one into the name you've got to put his name on you and take your name off of you ah uh, my name ain't nathaniel anymore my name ain't leon anymore he put his name on me you see when you get married the husband puts the name of the husband on the wife and when i married him and went behind the veil i died so christ can live and no longer i live not i but christ lives in me i'm not living anymore i'm dead i must decrease so he can increase he named me his name oh, you need more bible look at say neighbor if my people which are cold by my he's trying to name you and then unname you he's trying to pull jacob off of you and put israel on you he's trying to pull simon off you and put peter on you He's trying to put Saul off of you and put Paul on you. He's trying to change you from who you were into who you are. You are no longer Jacob, a, a supplanter, a trickster. You are a prince with God. You are royalty. You are a man or woman of the kingdom of God. One identity. Verse 2. One passion. The passion of this house is going to increase so strong. You're going to have to jump all the way in. The fire is going to get so strong, we're not going to be able to stop it. The river is going to be so wide, it's not going to be ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. It's going to be something you can't swim in unless you're in Christ. Amen. Say amen. amen. The Bible says suddenly, somebody say suddenly. suddenly. Repeat after me, say I'm ready for suddenly. It's the word alfno unexpectedly unaware I need you to lift your hands and say Lord lift your hands Lord somewhere someone is on their way to me with exactly what I need whether a man or an angel it's on its way come on say in the name of Jesus somewhere someone is on their way to me with exactly what I need. Bible says Abraham was headed up the mountain carrying his son, getting ready to put him on the altar. But Abraham didn't see on the other side of the mountain. There was a ram climbing the mountain. You don't realize your provision is headed up the other side of the mountain. You may not be able to see it. You may feel broke, impoverished. You may feel tired, but God has a ram in the thicket for the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. And somewhere, prophet, somebody is on the way to you with exactly what you need if you believe it shout amen. amen suddenly is when spirit time invades earth time suddenly it was when that world touches this world suddenly is when that realm engages this realm and when that suddenly happens the impossible becomes possible regularly Say suddenly. There came from, there came, somebody say, a sound from heaven. Now we heard this two days ago. Somebody say echoes. Repeat after me. Say God is releasing an echo. All right, on the count of three, we're going to take a deep breath. And we're going to say Jesus. Say Jesus. How many like that name, Jesus? Amen. That's a wonderful name. Say Jesus. We're going to take a deep breath. I'm going to ask you to hold it as long as you can. Say amen. amen. Some of you got big lungs, so you should hold it for five minutes. Amen. amen. Count of three. One, two, three. One.
when I say Jesus, hold it, deep breath. Two, say it nice and loud. Jesus, three, Jesus. Now, don't cheat. Come on, give God a hand clap for Jesus. The measure of your wind determined the measure of your word. You breathed in God's a breath, and you released a word, a breath, and a thought. And you released a sound. Now, say now. You speak and then breathe repeat after me say I breathe in because God breathes out I breathe in as a man I breathe out because I'm made like God say yeah He's still breathing out. He never takes a breath. One breath made the sun. One breath made the moon. One breath made your body. With one breath, he sustains all that you see. Plants and sun and moon. Hear me. He never takes a breath. If you breathe in, you're praising. Let everything that has praise breathing is praising the atheists praise God and don't know it the satanists praise God and don't know it the witch praises God every time you breathe him in yeah I breathe in because he breathes out but apostle God never has to catch his breath So when God said, let there be light, let there be light, and he divided the light, and this is why every word we hear is an echo from what's already up there. You're healed, you're delivered by his stripes, you are healed, you will not be healed, you are God can't change his mind. He cannot alter what comes out of his. He would have to cease to be God to stop a word. You're listening. So when we pray, say praise, we align for the echo. God does not spawn, he responds. The word spawned is a word, say amen. amen. It means move, act. He responds. Everywhere revival came, Azusa Street, tent revivals, Topeka, Kansas, Brownsville, the book of Acts, they're in an upper room shut for seven days. How do I know it's seven? Say 50. Say 50. How many days was he in the tomb? How many days did he walk on the earth? 40. After, after his resurrection. How many days? 43 minus 50. 
So they lock it and that's why 320 backslide. A 380, 380 backslide. 500 see him go according to the, to the epistles. But only 120 make it to this moment. Look at James, the neighbor. He's only decreasing you to increase you. He's only letting things shrink because he's about to expand it. He's only letting things die because he's going to resurrect it. Every time he shrinks something, he's about to breathe on it. Every time he's cutting flesh away, he's circumcising the church. Because God say, God, God can only multiply discipleship. How many saw him? 500. How many did to the upper room? 120. How many did Jesus disciple? 12 times? 100 and? God does not move beyond his law. Discipleship is the requisite for the infilling of the manifestation of God's glory. And whatever is discipled will multiply. 12 times 10? The 120 were empowered for the 3,000. If God sends you 3,000 and you've not trained your 120, you will die. What would you do if there were 3,000 people outside waiting to get in? Where will you put them? Are the teams ready? Are the leaders ready? We want the thousands, but we've not yet trained the few. Where are they going? What's the vision? What's the plan? Say amen. Repeat after me. Say, God says a sound is coming. An echo is coming from that world to this world. But this sound came from heaven. Say heaven. Lift your hand. Say heaven is about to invade the earth. Lift your hand. Say heaven is about to invade. I declare heaven is about to invade your finance, your children, your household. This sound broke in from that world. Now remember, God divided heaven from the earth. And the garden was the bridge between worlds. When God made heaven and earth, there was a division, a separation. And the place, garden or Eden, is the spot where God was meshing worlds. When man fell, God retracted the garden. So man is living in a world outside of glory. Say amen. Prayer is the invitation for heaven to invade the earth. Our preaching and teaching and singing... I will not say is in vain, but is a very little effect if our prayer altar is weak. If we spend more time singing and preaching and teaching than we do praying at an altar, our sound is very weak. Our power is very weak. Men should always and faint not. Pray without. Prayer is not a religious activity, it is a legal transaction. You were giving heaven legal license to invade the earth. If my people pray, then I can come. Is it if? Then. If? Then. If my people, which are called by my, would humble themselves, and what? Then I would hear from heaven. Then he will hear us from there. The prayer of the, of the saints is the most powerful force on the, play, on the planet. All right. Say neighbor, there are bowls. Say bowls up there. There are two bowls. I don't have time to teach this. One of these bowls is called the bowls of wrath. Now when these bowls get full, they are poured out and judgment comes on a nation. Poof, poof, poof. 
I don't like that. Say, I don't like that. Say, no, thank you. I will not allow that to happen in my city as long as I'm here. Now, there's another bowl, vial. It is called the prayer and the worship of the saints. And when that bowl is full, the angel throws it to the earth and revival fire hits the earth. Now, you're picking one or the other. I don't pick either. No, no, no. Either you are praying or you are playing. One of the greatest sin of the 21st century church is prayerlessness. Not adultery, not lying on your taxes. Prayerlessness. You listening? That when the bowl of prayer is full, the angel pours it out and the fire of God comes. And that when the day of Pentecost fully came, they were in one accord and one place, praying and fasting and crying on an altar. And there came from heaven a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the place. When you pray, heaven comes. When you pray, demons flee. When you pray, hell has to run. When you pray, miracles happen. When you do not pray, you allow devils in when you do not pray you give your nation over to the devil you ever been mad at what they're doing you ever seen what they're doing on the news and you see the government make another law and you get mad you want to throw your shoe at the TV like what and you get upset and you get grieved so say I can't look at it and the truth of it is, say, look, James and neighbor, the course of the land is up to the church, not the parliament, not the senate, not the lawmakers. Behind every exousia, every power is a principality. Principalities and powers are earthly authorities, spiritual but earthly as well, in high and every government, say every government, has either witches or the prophets in the seat. Need Bible? Look, James said, neighbor, Moses had to deal with the magicians. Before one miracle ever happened, God said, I need you to go talk to the man in charge. I need you to tell him, don't ask him. Tell him, let my people go. Say amen. Lift your hands say, in the name of Jesus. We declare over the principality, over South Africa, over Pretoria, over Secunda, over Durban, over, over, over Bloomington, in the name over Uganda, you will let the people of God go, that we will worship you, Jesus. We will worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And he put his finger and says, let him go. And then, say and then. He took his rod. Dropped it. I'm not going to drop the mic because I don't want to break it. <laughs> Threw it down, so I'm going to place it down. And it became an instrument in the form of what they were using. I say, before the snake was the devil, who made it? Now, I don't like snakes. Say amen. You can like snakes. I don't like snakes. I love Jesus. I bind reptiles. 
I don't got snake shins, snake skin shoes, snake skin belts. Uh, I'll take ostrich, but don't give me no snakes. They are fallen creatures. Say amen. But before that creature fell, he used to walk upright. God made the snake. So the rod became the snake in the original form. Because that was what the witches used to do magic. The blood of serpents. I said, God, why did he turn to a snake? I don't like it. He said, I made him a snake before the fall. And my rod became a snake that was redeemed. I said, I still don't like it, but okay. And then here come the witches and the warlocks and the magicians. I don't know how many there were. And they took their rods. They did what? And what happened to their rods? Talk to me. I know you've seen the Prince of Egypt. Come on, talk to me. What happened? And the rod of God devoured the rod of the magicians. You see, when you devour the rod of the witches, the warlocks, the principalities, the powers, when you devour the rods of the masons and the black magic and the hoodoo and the voodoo, God will give the city into your hand. And it doesn't come through preaching, that we need preaching. It doesn't come through just singing, that we need singing. It doesn't come through Sunday schools and auxiliaries and feeding the poor. We must feed the poor. It comes when we come to an altar and we get down on our knees and we call on the name of the Lord and cry and cry and cry and cry God have mercy on South Africa you need more I got more Daniel begin to fast and pray he decided not to eat the king's meat The Bible says he was found 10 times wiser, say better, than all of the magicians, soothsayers, every power has spirits behind it. And the laws they enforce give away the nature. Are they in line with this book or the Antichrist? Listen to me. In just a few minutes and we're going to pray. Say suddenly there came a sound. Say a sound. It was not wind, it was sound. Say sound. The sound of wind. The word wind we heard is Ruach and Numa. Wind blows. I was talking to Pastor Yossi. He said this beautiful tent that God has given you grace to build wasn't always so beautiful. Say amen. Say amen. amen. Give God a handcuff for this beautiful house of God. Come on. He's been good. He's telling me 2017 or so, 16. Last time Pastor Duncan was here, he preached and didn't even have mics, didn't have speaker stands. They were laid all out there. We just put it together for Jesus. Say amen. amen. Say God has been good. Say God has been good. He was telling me these walls, they didn't have walls. So the winds would blow and it wanted to lift up what? Talk to me. Because when wind blows enough, it will lift everything that's not really planted. Shop, he tell I declare the wind is about to blow in this house 
and what we tried to do for five years the wind is going to do in five weeks I said the wind of the Holy Ghost is going to blow traditions of men rituals idolatry witchcraft the winds of God are about to blow through B church and revival is coming and everything God did not plan is going to be lifted up and turned upside down the wind of God is about to blow with hurricane power and lift up everything that is not rooted in America we have hurricanes when the wind gets strong enough it picks up a car and throws it across the city when the wind gets strong enough it picks up a house and throws it across the town and usually the only thing standing are the palm trees because the roots you can't come when you feel like it you can't worship when you feel like it when when the pastor calls prayer you should be the first one there i can't pray i'm tired I, I had to go to work i had to pick up the kids i had to pick up the coffee i had to pay my bills you understand your power is not in your money it's not in your bank account didn't covid teach you anything that when the world closes all you have is an altar all you have is the blood all you have is the name above every name when banks don't have money and markets don't have groceries and gas stations don't have gas what do you have Everything shut down. Are you on firm foundation? Or do we have one foot in the world? One foot in the church. Does our pastor have to ask us and beg us to come to prayer, to come early? Shaking's coming in 2024. Let me tell you this. God told me this. And everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But look at your neighbor. I'm built on the rock. Push him real good. Say, I'm built on the rock. The devil's going to huff. The devil's going to puff. But he can't blow your house down because it's founded on the rock. I'm not just a weekend comer. I'm a man of women of God who builds their life on the rock. Everything I do, Jesus is in the center of what I do. If not, it is idolatry. I love you enough to warn you. A shaking coming in 2024. Great shaking, but great glory. Great shaking, economies, famines, more earthquakes. We didn't see the last shutdown, unfortunately. But the revival is coming. Three things precede glory. Famine, pestilence, and war. Read the Bible, study theology, study the Old Testament. Before God ever released glory, there was always famine, war, or plagues. And there was nothing God could not handle. Look at him. Say, neighbor, I can get water out of rocks. Come on, push him good. Say, neighbor, I can get bread from heaven. Uh, push him. Say, neighbor, I can lay hands on my oil and it'll refill. Come on, say, neighbor, I can lay hands on my groceries uh, and they will multiply right in front of me. These are not just Bible stories. These are your covenant uh, that when money fails, there's a God who's bigger than money. He's bigger. He's bigger than medicine. He's bigger than man. God is greater. Sound. Who is in the upper room? 120, what, what nationality were there? It's not a trick question. He's going to trick me. I'm not going to trick you. 
120 who? The lost sheep of Israel, Jewish traditionalists. They were stuck. They believed there was only one way in one nation. They misinterpreted the Bible. God always wanted all nations. God is not a racist. He doesn't love you more because you're born white, black, or yellow. That is foolishness. The Bible said there are those that are Israel that are not really Israel. Romans says. He didn't love you just because your daddy and your mom. No, no, no. Look at your neighbor. He said, neighbor, God is not a respecter of persons. He remembers covenants. He remembers covenants. And here's what he covenanted to Abraham. Through you and your seed. Not many, Galatians says, one seed. That all nations would be blessed. So God watched the seed. Doesn't mean God doesn't love Israel, but he doesn't love them more than you. See, Israel was born from a covenant of the earth. He said, Abraham, Abraham, here's what we're going to do. I'm running out of time, but Abraham, I'm going to give you two types of seed. Say sand, stars. Sand, stars. When God saw Abraham, he saw sand, earthly. Stars, heavenly. Israel is of the earth. Not bad. I'm not mad. We pray for them. Say amen. amen. But your covenant is a better covenant yes. on better promises. Yes. And you're not born from the earth. You're born from heaven above. Yes. You're listening to me. Yes. The sound came and the wind was to blow the traditions out of these traditionalists. I saw the 120 and the wind was to try and blow all of those mindsets. Look at him as a neighbor. Push him as a neighbor. Don't make your pastor work so hard. Don't be stubborn. Follow where he's trying to lead you. No, no. Yes, you. I don't like it. I don't like change. God will not put new wineskin in old wineskins. But something new's coming to the church. I don't want it. You can't stop it. And the job of a good pastor is to love you and to pray with you and try to pull everyone that he can. But he sees something coming that he cannot explain. Ready or not, it's on the way. And the whites are coming, the blacks are coming, the brown are coming, the red are coming, the nations are coming, the fire is coming, the spirit of segregation, this spirit of prejudice is coming off of the church of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was in South Africa, but in the kingdom of God, they are coming from all nations and colors and kindred, and there will be a revival among a unified church that looks just like we look in heaven. I'm out of time. Sound of heaven. Say rush, rush, carrying wind. God's going to pick you up and carry you ahead of the chariots. God's going to lift you up, pastors, and carry you in front of Ahab. When this wind hits you, you thought you wasted time. You thought sitting and serving and developing and being obedient and getting here early and leaving late and giving, you wasted time. You're like, I'm old now. Look at him and say, you're not old. Even though you got white hair, you're going to be new like Abraham and Sarah. He's going to renew your youth. 
you haven't even gotten started yet because in one moment the hand will lift you and carry you say rush might the wind will be a wind of power bios violent force this wind is going to be a violent hurricane against devils demons powers and princes not against people god loves people this wind is going to be so violent that it will shatter the altars of baal it will shatter the altars now i don't have time to talk about baal altars but one thing baal altars require is similar to the worship of molech they require the molestation and the sacrifices of babies that's what it requires that's why a pagan false leader will sign a treaty with a demon to give global abortion funds it's a demon it's not a man and pray for no no don't, you don't pray for everybody the Bible says that Daniel got up and put the finger in the face of the king and said your days are numbered sir the handwriting on the wall says you're out God raises kings and moves kings Daniel canceled five he counseled five kings and some he can't counseled and some he canceled you listen I just pray for you don't pray for everybody you got to discern those who are moving in the altars of Baal and you tell them to repent or God will judge them I'm talking to you when they want the blood of babies it is a sign of an altar erected to Baal when they license murder of children it is a sign of a demon in high places that wants to close the churches permanently you got real quiet I'm talking and so the church must pray against this spirit an altar of Baal is perversion it's leaving natural use so the legalization of these things that are not of God that the church just seems to get behind and not even pray we're gonna pray in just a few minutes praise team make your way up in five minutes we're gonna have an altar this church is gonna go high we're gonna pray over leaders we're gonna pray over visitors of this church we're gonna pray that what you receive today you take home there was a sound say of rushing force pneuma it was a breath the wind of God when it comes upon a man the man can pick up the gates of the city and carry them when the wind of God comes on a, a man of God they can run through a troop which is more than a hundred soldiers and jump over walls that were 30 feet high I'm not talking Bible Bible fairy tales I'm talking Bible truths when the wind of God came on a man he took a spear and slayed a thousand men one man you listening to me when the, when the wind of God comes on Deborah, she goes into the court of the king. He goes into the court and, and negotiates for the impoverished in that city. You listening? God's wind is about, hit, about to hit some of us. Somebody say amen. Somebody say a rushing mighty wind. Lift your hands and say a rushing mighty wind. Business is coming. Resources is coming. Favor is coming. Songs are coming. Doors are coming. Favor is coming. Pray. As we pray. Rushing mighty wind, it filled the house where they were seating. Say seated. Different ways to pray. But let me encourage you, as you grow in your prayer, you can kneel, you can lay, prostrate. But when you're going to do decrees, you've got to sit. Because you're seated. Doesn't mean you can't stand. You can stand. But in your private time, you're seated in heavenly in where Gabriel said I stand in the presence 
Only kings can sit. You're kings. It didn't come till they sat down. Because you're seated. How many thrones are there in heaven? Bible says there's 24 thrones. But in the glory, there's only one throne. And the Bible says Jesus is seated in the throne of the Father. Say amen. amen. And in Ephesians says you're seated in heavenly places in him. Revelation 3.21 says, He that overcomes will sit with me in my throne. Even as I have overcome and sat down in the throne. So it doesn't mean you shouldn't stand in prayer. I like to, I like to walk in prayer. I like to lay out on my face. I like to worship. But when the Lord tells me to start to decree over nations in my prayer closet, he says, sit up, son. He told Daniel, get off of those knees. Sit up straight. Release a decree as a king in the earth. I'm talking to prayer words. Some of you are like, what is he talking about? Those who actually pray know what I'm talking about. Seated in heavenly place. They sat, then it fell. And they appeared. Say, they heard. Then they saw. Make your way up, praise team. Say, they heard. Then they saw. You hear, then you see. It is a sound, then it is a vision. You hear it, then you see it. It is a wave of sound, then it's a wave of light. And there appeared separate, say separate. Clove is separate. Cleave is together. Clove is separate. Say separate. Languages of fire. Separate dialects, tongues, dialects. A fire. Look at somebody say, in Jesus' name, you're going to learn to talk fire. Say, in Jesus' name, you will learn to talk fire. Fire is a language. Now, you speak in tongues. Say, speak in tongues. Say, amen. Now, you must have your understanding catch up what you point as mystery. Every tongue you speak, God wants to reveal. I prayed in tongues. What I pray? I don't know. So then you ask the Holy Ghost reveal. So now you learn what you prayed. Who's the interpreter? Holy Spirit. So when you speak in tongues for 40 minutes. Some say I don't speak in tongues for four hours. For four minutes. You're going to speak in tongues. Say amen. amen. A missionary came to America some years ago. I don't remember who told the story. He got off the boat. He looked around for a couple of hours at the hosting pastor, walked around the city, turned around, went back to the boat, said, I'm going home. The hosting pastor said, what are you doing? Where are you going? I'm going home. They don't need God here. They don't want God here. Where I come from, if I don't pray, I don't eat. If I don't pray, I don't have clean water. Where I come from, where everything I need I have to pray for here everything's handed to them so they don't need to pray and this is what God is trying to get us to see say amen, amen. the language of fire with my last two minutes is the language that activates angels the Bible says they're chariots of Talk to me. Talk to me. How did Elijah leave earth? 
I got a couple, Bob. Come on, come on, come on. How did he leave earth? And where did he appear? In the New Testament in Matthew 17. In the future. Talking with who? Jesus and Moses. I'm in your Bible. I don't have time to show it to you. Just pastor's going to nod. Yes, it's in there. So the chariot of fire is actually transportation. That's how Philip was transported after he baptized. Look, Shabby said, before it's over, we won't need American Airlines. United. Me and, me and Apostle are looking forward to going home. 20 hours in a tube. No, sir. Catch the Holy Ghost. Say amen. Jesus, when he came back, he didn't walk anymore. He just appeared. And what? He no longer used doorways. He'd be talking to you, how you doing? Then they realize who you were. Angels operate in the angelic realm and chariots of fire for transportation. Say transportation. They also for protection. When they came to, to attack the prophet, because the prophet heard the secrets of the bedchambers of the Assyrian army, the army came to attack the man of God. And the servant went outside and saw soldiers, tanks, missiles, machine guns. Our day, he was surrounded. He became full of fear. He went inside and said, Prophet, we're surrounded. We're surrounded. He was shaking like a leaf. The prophet didn't start praying. He was in prayer already. He said, Lord, open his. There are more with us than there are. And he went outside and he saw chariots of and when the, prop, when the servant saw what the prophet saw, the enemy went blind. The chariots of fire, the angels used blindness. And they turned all of the soldiers blind for a little while. Shabbos said, neighbor, you don't need a machine gun. You got the Holy Ghost. You don't need a tank. You got tongues of fire. Ah, uh, don't you be afraid. Ah, uh, a thousand will fall at your left hand, but ten thousand your right. But it will not come nigh you. Oh, the Lord says uh, that I'm a fence around. I'm a wall of fire around my people. I'm out of time. They came to break down the door of Lot. The angels were inside the house because angels protect doors. Lot said, take me, take my kids. Because once you went under their roof, you were under the protection up until death. They said, we don't want you. The Sodomites said, we want the men. And if you don't give us these men, we'll do worse to you and take them. And they were about to break the door. The Bible says the angels heard it, opened the door, threw Lot in the door. It says that they closed the door behind them because angels guard doorways. When you have an altar, your door is protected. You listen to me. And the angels used a weapon to fight them off. What did they use? Come on. They went. That's Old Testament. New Testament, a sorcerer is bothering the apostle. He said, look, you're going to be blind for. It's New Testament. 
listen to me we're going to prepare to come to the altar and pray I'll say this again during COVID we did not close our church one day all we did was we, we went from prayer every day and fasting every day a chain to double I went to prayer and the Holy Ghost said those aren't your doors they're mine that's what he told me I said but they're telling me I could go to jail for six months they're telling me everyone in the building I will owe a thousand American dollars for everyone in the church they were packing the church out more than 300 people standing on the walls because no churches were open he said they're not your doors they're my doors here's what he told me double down double the fasting and double the prayer and I'll give you a statistic zero percent of my church died zero percent zero not because I'm good not because I'm smart because I listened to a voice the actually opposite happened our church tripled in size our finances exploded and the Lord said I put angels at your door the police came to my door resurrection the week before resurrection Sunday they, they say apostle this is 2020 they closed it in March we're going into resurrection in April the, and and they come and tell me apostle there are police going in circles around the church so I said ah come over here pastor Richard if they come to get me and you see them coming to the door pull the door closed and have them show you the papers they got in America they got to show you the papers before they come and get you say amen and I'll get ready to go on a vacation for six months in and just pray and fast but give me a signal so I know they're coming so I can at least say amen and hand it to somebody else and and let them haul me to jail I preached too hard that I think I had to delete that message I preached too hard that one I was I don't know what was someone they never came say amen resurrection Sunday 2020 eight nine police officers in the parking lot they say apostle look that's okay we had a plan if they close this church we're gonna go underground you never stop the church of Jesus someone had two acres we said we're gonna go and meet underground we'll be like China church you never stop praying you never stop fasting for you. we already had a plan so if they put locks on this door they put we'll go we'll keep praying but I said all right they come I preach resurrection Sunday and never came and I look back and the Lord said the angels guard the doors give God a hand for that give God a hand for that give God a hand for that the opposite happened we saw AIDS healed we still see it happening we saw paralyzed arms they would start screaming in the service because they could lift up their arm and they couldn't lift it someone came up that had AIDS and said I went to the doctors and I came back he wasn't even saved he didn't know how to testify he was trying to testify and we learned never give the microphone to somebody who's not really really safe say amen he's new so he said a curse word while he was saying this blankety devil I said, oh, Lord, but we'll get that fixed later 
He said, I couldn't have a family. And now the blood of Jesus healed me. Close your eyes. In a moment, we're going to pray for this house. Sunday mornings are always a little different. Sunday mornings, the Lord told me, for the raise in the altars, are for local houses. Eternal Praise City, the church in bloom, B Church, Uganda Church. These words are for local churches. Close your eyes. Here's what we've done since the pandemic. God told me that he wants ultimately a city of David. The city of David is actually a 24-hour worship center. Amos and the book of Acts prophesies of the restoration of a city of David, which is a worship center that never closes. I said, Lord, I don't have all the people to do that yet. So he told me, get a boombox. Fill it with worship. And leave it on your altar night and day. He told me to do that. The frequency of worship will keep your altar always open. That's what he told me. Get it. And keep it going night and day until I send you leaders. Then he sent me leaders for daily prayer. And God said then night and day prayer. And I'm asking God for at least 300 trained leaders to start our 24 hour day prayer and worship that never closes. Eyes are closed for a minute. Right now you would say apostle. Gas prices are kind of high. Yeah, there's war, but it's only in Israel. There's no military anymore in our lawn. It's okay. We don't need to fast and pray. We can just have regular church. We can. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Close your eyes. So we've come to invoke an altar and to raise it. Close your eyes. Lift your hands. God wants to heal your heart from the trauma, from the pains. And I must tell you, the dispensation is changing. We're in a new time. We're not where we were anymore. And it requires the remnant. And that is the vision of your pastors and every apostle and leader in this church that is hearing God to create a people who are true worshipers who chase after Jesus after Psalms 24 a generation that seek the face now lift your hands in a moment I'm gonna invite you to the altar we're gonna pray over everybody that wants prayer thank you for listening to this week's podcast if you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit our website at bchurch.co.za. We're formed to function. Let's be church.